Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Sue Ann. Lavelle Neal in for uh, Jim all week this week. And I caught Lavelle right as he's making another radio appearance. You know, you guys write columns. You appear on radio. We see on TV once in a while. And usually the holidays are a busy time for a sports guy, aren't they? <laughs> they sure are. We've got a bunch of sports going on. College basketball just started. Saw the Wolves and Wild are both home this weekend. Uh, the Vikings, of course, of Monday Night Football on Monday. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now. And... A lot of hats you got to put on at this time of the year. That's right. All right, so put on your uh, wild analyst hat here. Your column today in the Star Trib is about the wild and about Kirill Kaprizov in particular. Tell us a little bit about your column. Yeah, you know what? The, the thing is, there's a lot of belief that he's playing hurt. Um, but there's no evidence of that. He, he goes to practice every day. He had one day where they held him out of practice. Um, and he's going to be in the lineup tonight and uh, probably on Sunday as well. You know, but some people believe that uh, ever since he took that hit against Winnipeg and the cross-check from Ryan Suter in the playoffs last year, that he has not been the same player. Hmm. Um, I think we need to kind of wait out to make that final determination because even though he is not scoring uh, at his regular clip, clip, he's got one even strength goal. He's got five goals in the season. Uh, I believe he's got like 15 points in 17 games, so almost a point-a-game production still. Um so I, I think there's more in the tank there. I think he needs to keep shooting. Um, he's he's among the top 20 guys in the league in shooting, but his shooting percentage, you know, based on the amount of shots they end up being goals, it's mm-hmm. way down the list, like two in the 200s, close to 300. So, to me, that lack of scoring is unsustainable. So unsustainable, mm-hmm. and he's going to turn around here pretty soon and start putting the puck in the back of the net. So. As I pointed out, you know, shooters got to shoot. So um, from, I think he's going to shoot his way out of this. Yeah, I'm just looking at your column as you're talking about it here, and and his shooting percentage this year, 8.2 compared to 15.5 for his career. So, you know, Carl Anthony Towns started out the season in a shooting slump. Do NHL players go into a shooting slump like that? I think, there's, I think it's possible. I just look, I was just looking at Matt Boldy's numbers. His shooting percentage is 3.2. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do, man. So I think it's going to, I think it's going to turn around here. It's just like, uh, sometimes in baseball, a guy hitting with runners in scoring position, you know, when he's usually good at it, all of a sudden he's struggling for 10 or 12 games. Eventually, you know, it shakes loose. Power hitters, too. You go in a power hitting slip and maybe go a couple weeks without, without hitting a long ball. Mm-hmm. And then they come in bunches, you know? So, this guy, and you know, he's a high quality player. As I, as I pointed out, Kaprizov is probably one of the top twenty players in the NHL. So that talent, that ability, is going to rise up here sooner or later. And we've seen the extreme talent that he has, the the hand eye to puck control that he has. Uh, clearly, we know what's there. You know, there's been a lot of talk about mental health for professional athletes in recent years, and a good thing that it is. And But is it possible that something like that going on? I mean, I can't imagine it's easy to be a professional athlete on the stage that they are and being from Russia right now at the same time. Well, it's funny you brought that up because I, I've been asking, I've asked around about, you know, is it between his, is it between his ears right now? Mm-hmm. And Dean Evanson admitted that, you know, there's always times where athletes get in their own head about things. And mm-hmm. Uh, he thinks Kirill's at that point, too. And I talked to a couple of players after practice the other day, and one's like, you know, he's been playing, he's 26. He's playing hockey since he was a kid. So he's been, he's battled with slumps before. He just has to ride this one out. So, um, but yeah, the mental health aspect is definitely something that can't be ignored. But, you know, he was laughing and joking at practice the other day and looked like he was normal. So 
uh, let's just see if he, sometimes you just need one goal, one goal, and all of a sudden the floodgates open and things are better. So, um, but yeah, I mean, having covered baseball for 26 years and talked to guys in slumps, the mind can interfere with hitting. So I imagine that the mind can interfere with uh, shooting in hockey as well. Yeah. So it just, you got to trust yourself and free your mind and the talent will follow. follow. Yeah. Uh, let's talk uh, Gopher football a little bit. They have a game tomorrow against Wisconsin. How big a game is it for P.J. Fleck in particular outside of just the team? Uh, if uh, if they can keep this going, I mean, there's some heat starting to rise, I would think, on P.J. Fleck. Yeah, and the thing is, too, is that he, he blew two winnable games this year. Yeah. You know, this had no business losing Illinois. And the way to get – he basically got – Ran off the court against Purdue. I mean, we, no one saw those coming. So yep. yeah, there should be some heat on PJ. Um, you know, especially when two years ago the schedule was set up for him to win the West, and he couldn't do it that year. You know, this year, yeah, he had a tough schedule. We always knew they were going to have to play, um, you know, Ohio State, had to play Michigan. But it's what he did against other teams. They should be fighting for the West Division title yep. on, on Saturday, um, especially where the West has gone with Iowa, you know, in first place and. Other teams uh, jumbling around and Wisconsin running hot and cold. This was a they still had a chance to get to Indianapolis, but so yeah, I mean, not to make not to even make a bowl game, that's a bad look for a guy who regularly touts how great his recruiting classes are and uh, talks about uh, the improvement the program has made. So uh, he he needs to win not just to keep the axe, but to to uh, at least get to a bowl game and to salvage some part of the season. Yeah. Now, it's possible they could get into a bowl game even without winning uh, this yep. weekend. Uh, if, yep. if, if that occurs and they play in a bowl game, and I, I would think it'll be some mid, mid-major conference that they would play against. I don't know. Uh, but if he goes lose-lose and they finish 5-8, and eight, uh, is P.J. out after the season? That's a big question. I'm not sure if Mark Crow's ready to go that far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he just extended P.J. a couple years ago. So I think he's head coach in 2027, 2028, or something like that. Yeah. So um, there's a buyout involved with that, which would be, I would imagine, a little tough here. Yeah. Um, I, and then also, you know, a coach deserves that you have one bad season. You know, it shouldn't uh, ruin you. But, you know, the, the stakes are so high right now in college football. I mean, Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M loses three games, and he's out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how it, how it is in, in the college football world today. Um, but – you know, there's complaints about PJ. Uh, he's a good recruiter, but some people are worried about his game management mm-hmm. and uh, you know his willingness to, um, you know, um, his, you know, he, he gets in the situations where he gets run happy and doesn't want to put the ball in the air and gets risk averse and coaches not to lose, they're coaching to win, mm-hmm. and um, you know that has rankled some people. But I don't know if it's at the point yet where Coyle feels he needs to act. Yeah. Uh, it's the Vikings and Bears Monday night football. Uh, I got to get a prediction out of you. What do you think, Vikings or Bears on Monday? I just wrote down that prediction. Actually, um, <laughs> I watched the Bears a lot. Obviously, being from Chicago, yep, yep. and uh, I watched them have two horrible losses this year against the the Broncos and last week against the Lions. And I think that they're kind of stuck in. Uh, I think they're kind of stuck in the mud right now. So mm. I totally foresee. Uh, the Bears leading in the fourth quarter and then do something dastardly horrible <laughs> that allows the Vikings to escape. So I'm going like Vikings 24 to 17 or 26 17, uh, thanks to a late touchdown. <laughs> Justin Fields makes plays for both teams a lot. Yeah, he does. The crazy thing is, I just looked it up. 
He's had six games in which he's had a passer rating between 92.5 and 132. And he's lost all six games. Oh, wow. So it doesn't add up. <laughs> yeah, it's not all on him, clearly, is what it, what it is in, in Chicago. For the Vikings, it, it just seems like J.J. Is, is, uh, Jefferson is not going to play on Monday night, doesn't it? No, he's not. He's not going to play on Monday, so he gets the bye week. And then you'll see him. Um, that means you'll see him in Vegas against the Raiders uh, on uh, December 10th, which would be a hell of a way to make a return to uh, to the lineup. So I think they're going to be very. I think they've been very careful with with Justin. They don't want to rush him too much, and using the bye week is probably a good way to to approach it. So um, they will get to see how just how good Dobbs is because if Dobbs can connect with Justin, uh, that's going to be a huge boost for a Vikings team that. I don't know. The NFC North all of a sudden looks like it could be a little bit toxic curvy here yeah. with the Packers knocking off the Lions and the Lions nearly losing to the Bears. So if the Vikings could stay on the roll here or get back on the roll after losing to Denver, they could make things interesting down the stretch. Yeah, the Packers only a game behind the Vikings now. That puts a lot more emphasis on this particular game. Yep, it does. It does. It's a huge game now. Um, no one saw the Packers playing as well as they did have the last couple of weeks. Um, I think people expected the Bears to flounder. But now, if he, uh, you know, the Packers are in the mix now for a wild card. Who mm-hmm. thought that would be possible at the beginning of the year? So yeah. it could be a crazy last few weeks of the division. I think the Vikings and the Lions play like two to, two times in the last few weeks or something yeah. like that. I don't yeah. have a schedule in front of me. Yep. I mean, that's this could be is. nuts here as we get in December. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, uh, Lavelle, thanks for uh, talking with us today and all week, and happy Thanksgiving again to you. It was my pleasure. Thanks a lot, and you enjoy the rest of the holidays as well. Lavelle Neal joining us here uh, on Live at Five Sports with Todd and Sue Ann, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.